I am so happy that you're able to join us for this extended interview. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get more killer resources. Hey everyone, thank you so much for coming back and listening to the extended interview with Nina, where she's going to share with us how to create a sustainable lifestyle as a digital nomad, and also how to be able to afford to travel and do it slowly. Hey Nina, how are you? Hey, good. How are you? Thank you so much for coming back to talk to us. So before we get to your amazing tips and tricks, can you tell us a little bit more about you and why you live an offbeat life? Well, I just always wanted to travel when I was younger and uh, be well-traveled. And, and I just, I made it happen <laughs> very accidentally <laughs> and very slowly. But yeah, I just learned how to eventually work online after working abroad for a bit and went with it. And here I am <laughs> eight years later. <laughs> so when you first started doing this, you ended up teaching abroad And then you started doing work online. But how do you actually make this lifestyle more sustainable? What were the steps that you took in order to make this more long term? Yeah, I think two important factors go into that. Perhaps they're both very obvious, but I made sure that I found work. Eventually, I made sure to find work online. Teaching English in Thailand was great. And then again, like I told you in the other interview, I, I accidentally found work online. So I, I, I just went with that. And that was my life goal. And then the second thing was my living costs and my overall costs were very low because I was in Thailand. So I think both of those two things were very important in the beginning to making it sustainable because you're not going to be making a million dollars off the bat. And you, you know, for me, the most important thing was that I had food in my belly and that I had shelter over my head. I'm not a fancy person. I never have been, never will be, I don't think. <laughs> um, so I just, you know, I, I wanted the basics and the basics were those two things. And Southeast Asia is where if you have researched anything at all is a very cheap place to live and a very popular place for digital nomads to start because it is so cheap. So that was how I ended up making it sustainable in the very beginning. And yeah, to, to keep plugging away at it and teaching yourself how to continue and of course how to, at the end of the day, more, make more money. That is how I just continued, uh, how I continued everything. And, and again, like the previous interview, uh, I, it was all very much by accident and uh, kind of a bit of a surprise for myself. I, I didn't know what I was doing most of the time. So I probably definitely took the longer route, hopefully by listening to this and other interviews Debbie has done, you could probably, you know, <laughs> fast track yourself a bit. But yeah. <laughs> now, why was it so important for you to travel slowly and do this for yourself instead of just backpacking and making this more short term when you're doing and seeing new places? Right. Well, I didn't want a, a nine to five just isn't for me. And I didn't want, uh, you know, especially in the US, we get like really crappy vacation days. It's like two weeks for the most part. And I, it just wasn't enough for me. I didn't care for it. And I, I'm always somebody who was 
gravitating towards, you know, experiences. I'm like a crazy ADD person and I just need new things in my life all the time. I get bored very easy. So I guess traveling was very natural for me to gravitate towards. And I, I think traveling slowly ended up being best for me, A, because in the beginning I wasn't making a lot of money when I first started. And the more you actually travel, the more you're spending. So when you're staying someplace for an extended period of time, you, you're spending way less. And um, then the other side is you're getting to understand that country, those people, that culture, that food way more. And I know it sounds really weird, but I actually really like routine and I like being a quote unquote regular normal person. I just, I need different surroundings. So that afforded me literally financially afforded me the ability to travel more and to get that routine in my life. But once I was bored of it, I was easily uprooted and I could go somewhere else because of my job, which was online. So yeah, I, I enjoy traveling slowly for those two reasons. I get to know a place a lot better and I'm spending way less than other people who are going just one week here, two weeks there, three days there. So it works out. And it also, yeah, you're definitely right. It also avoids a lot of the burnout from traveling because totally. people will see your life and your travel blog and a lot of things on social media about people traveling constantly, but they don't realize how much work it is, how exhausting it is if you're constantly doing that. So traveling solely is definitely, exactly. for us, I think it's better for right. our life. It's because it's not a vacation. Yeah. That's that's the thing. Like there really is a massive difference between traveling and vacations. Yep. Like I'm not an on a vacation. Traveling actually takes a lot of work. Vacations are you, you get on a plane, you get there and you're catered to. Traveling it, you you're doing all the legwork and it's it's a lot of work to find out how to do things in another country. I enjoy doing it, but if you do it way too much every other week, it, it becomes too much. Yeah. And it's it just becomes work on itself aside from if you are working online, also booking everything making sure you know where you mm -hmm. live, where you're going to eat, meeting people, creating a community. It's it's a lot of work. So yeah. Nina, you're coming out with an ebook about working and saving money in Australia. Can you tell us why you chose this country and the benefits of actually working there? Right. Yeah. So the benefits of actually working there uh, is that they pay you really well. <laughs> I mean, I, I used to um, waitress. That was one of my three jobs. As I told you, I worked three jobs back home so that I could save for my big move abroad. And uh, I worked a nine to five. I waitress and then I did like promos, which was like a glorified waitress pretty much. <laughs> And, and so I was like, okay, well, I'll just do that in Australia because that is one of the like very popular, you know, I'll call it backpacker job, a working holiday visa job. And I was getting paid like, you know, $25 an hour. And it was like way less work in the States too. Like, you know how you work on tips in the States. So you get paid hourly there as a waitress. And I was getting paid $25 an hour, which is pretty decent. And then I, you know, I, again, in the previous interview, I told everyone how I just worked. I didn't travel. So I was able to save a lot of money doing that. Um, I worked at another job. I worked in retail and those types of jobs were very easy and I got paid well. So I, I just went with it and I saved up a lot of money. And the little ebook that I'm going to come out with is going to just talk about why that was so awesome, how I got to use half of that money. It sustained me for about four or five months traveling around in New Zealand with a van. 
living in the van, by the way. <laughs> and uh, actually, I still have money left over because we sold the van. So we got some of that money back. So I still have some of this money that I made in Australia. And so yeah, I'm just coming out with this book to kind of help Americans even know that this opportunity exists, how they can work the visa to their advantage, because there's a lot of different ways you could use this visa. And I think my way is the best way. <laughs> um, because I walked away with like, you know, thousands of dollars in my bank account and my boyfriend even more than me. So yeah, that's what it's going to be about. And I hope it helps somebody, you know, just kind of first even help them realize that this thing exists. Because again, a lot of Americans don't even know. And yeah, hopefully they can get some ideas on how to better use it. Is it is it hard to actually get a visa to be able to work in Australia? It's like ridiculously easy. Like they couldn't make it any easier. You like click a few things online. Like my book isn't going to be how to apply for the visa. <laughs> sure, I'm going to I'm going I'm going to guide you a little bit because, you know, there's just there's a couple things to know, but like they make it extremely easy as long as you're one of the 30 or so countries. I think on the list you qualify and then you just like go through the process and you just pay maybe if couple of hundred dollars, three, maybe hundred dollars. I think that's how much it costs. Don't worry about that cost. You'll make that back in like three days of working in Australia. And yeah, they make it extremely easy. It could not be any easier. So my book is going to have a very small section to help you with that. But the rest is <laughs> how, how to better use the visa. Now, what about when you're actually there? How hard is it or how easy is it to find work in Australia? Um, again, relatively easy. And you might be thinking, well, why am I making an ebook if it's so easy? But um, <laughs> I, I, I think I, I'm making it more because uh, people are nervous about it. They don't realize how easy it is. Sure, you can tell them that it's easy, but they're like, but is it really easy? You know, and the people just need to be reassured. So for the most part, really, the whole process, the whole thing is all quite easy. And I guess... It's just more advice and tips to make you feel more at ease about it is why I'm, I'm going to help you with this book and ways that you can be more likely to be more hireable or different tricks or different advice on what cities. That's a big thing, like choosing the right city. Some cities, there's just so many backpackers that want to live there because let's say the city is really awesome for X, Y, and Z, you know, like for surfing or something, or, you know, it's just a very popular place. Like you're going to get paid less because there's so many people for them to choose from. So there's just going to be lots of little tidbits of advice so that you can, you only get one chance with a working holiday visa. Well, technically you get two because you can extend for a second year. Yeah, there's just lots of different choices that you can make. And I'm going to try to help you make the best choices so that you can walk out with, you know, a wallet full of cash pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> and we always want that. So that's always good to learn exactly. and know. Thank you so much, Nina, for joining us today. If our listeners want to know more about you, your e-course, where can they find you. Yeah. So where in the world is Nina.com and the same name on Instagram and Facebook. I'll be keeping updates there. And where in the world is Nina.com has a work abroad tab. So if you want to go there, like right now, if my book isn't out yet, go for it. Tons of info right there about working abroad and working remotely. Thanks, Nina, for all of your great tips and tricks. We are so excited to check all of this out, especially your ebook that is about to come out. Yay. Thank you so much. Uh, awesome talking to you. And thank you everyone for listening. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this extended interview with Nina. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the full interview where she shares how to find job opportunities abroad and travel like a badass. 
Thanks for joining me on this extended interview. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We can also chat some more on Facebook at The OB Live. I'll talk to you soon.